What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Grace's Space. We are here today with our special guest, Georgia, a gym nerd. Hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. So this episode, so this is your first time on here. So we got to we gotta ask you the questions, you know. So first of all, are you an elite or an NCAA fan more? Honestly, it depends. Um probably say NCAA right now but like when it gets in like world kind of season elite just kind of takes over right just when when the vibes are there you can go back and forth yeah the vibes and then who is your favorite gymnast of all time Ooh, um hmm. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna go a little bit unconventional and say um Olivia Karras from Michigan because when oh. I first started following NCAA it was her freshman year that I started following and it was like that kind of era where I started getting into Michigan gymnastics so um yeah <laughs> okay love that answer we love a Chicago girl she actually, I competed like at a bunch of the same meets as her. I remember like seeing her name in the programs <laughs> being like, oh my God, I know her. Oh, wow. I, I thought I was so cool for competing at the same meets as her and Helen Hu. Does, and, that, well, that is really cool though. Like yeah. live carousel. Like they were in levels like way higher than me, but like, I just would like, I was in like fourth grade and I just look at all the names in the programs. And f- I think I knew Liv because I would look at like the old programs and I knew she was in college. And then I just liked Helen, who, even though I think she's only one year older than me or we're the same age, but I liked her because her last name is almost the same as mine. So I was like, she's cool. Even though I didn't know who she was, I was like, she's cool. <laughs> and now she's an NCAA queen. So I was right. I, I knew from the time that she was 12, I knew. <laughs> All right. And then this kind of goes without saying but we'll we'll ask anyway what's your favorite NCAA team well um uh the the Michigan Wolverines (laughs) um yeah like I uh I run a fan account uh on Twitter for the team um uh at Umich uh Jim Sun if anyone wants to wants to follow that um but just a little bit of self-promo in there um but yeah they like when I first started following the team they had these free easy to access well done streams and then uh BTN plus came along um and it's and that's the exact that, opposite of that extremely difficult yes. to access bad quality streams yes. <laughs> so so much fun yeah but big Big Ten is getting a new TV deal in the next, I think, two years. So I'm hoping things kind of get better. I don't know a lot about it, but I asked my dad about it and he said it should be better. So let's let's hope so. Yeah. Um, if, especially with UCLA moving. Yeah. If Mr. Grace's space says so, then it must be true. It must be exactly. <laughs> All right. So this episode is extra special because it's our first probably officially monetized episode I think I successfully switched hosts so that now I can be monetized so maybe there was an ad before this I don't know I haven't figured out how it works yet but hopefully we are monetized because we have very important mission 
We need to get Jordan Bowers to say trans rights. Yes, we do. I looked at her prices. Oh my God, they are so expensive. So guys, you got to stream this a lot. Um, I think it was like $40 for a sign, an autographed picture with personalized message on it. So we need to get an autographed picture of Jordan Bowers that says trans rights on it. And I will hang it on the Grace's space board. So everyone stream stream all the episodes a thousand times. We can rack up that ad revenue <laughs> so that we can get Jordan Bowers to personally write us trans rights. So anyway, to celebrate this special episode, I thought the Pop-Tart would have to be Barbie Sparkleberry. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> that definitely looks interesting. Yes, we have a rainbow box. Um, it's decorated for Barbie. Um, it's obviously discontinued now because it was a special limited edition for the Barbie Fairytopia movie release. Um, each individual Pop-Tart has a special you can get I believe it's one of eight Barbie Fairytopia designs on it and it has a wild berry filling (laughs) nice (laughs) so what are your what are your initial thoughts first impressions on this pot tart um uh feels like a bit of a health hazard (laughs) but (laughs) I mean um for the for the Barbie kids out there I guess um yeah I guess it was guess it worked for them but um probably for the best that it's discontinued now I think you eat one of them and then suddenly you begin involuntarily doing the Barbie BYU floor routine oh of, of, oh yes the, it, the, the iconic yes the filling possesses your body and that's what happens it's like <laughs> It's like the Pfizer meme, except Barbie. I think that's how it would work. Naturally, naturally. Just that, that's why they had to discontinue it because too many people were doing yeah, were it doing was, the routine. So. It was too powerful. Okay, for some reason though, I feel like this would be better than the actual Wildberry one because the frosting isn't blue and purple. Like I think psychologically I would enjoy it more (laughs) because the frosting is not those colors uh... because I'm not a fan of the wildberry pop tart but I feel like it could just be the fact that it has like blue frosting it probably makes me like what's the word I don't know psychologically trick myself into thinking it's blue raspberry forward and I hate blue raspberry that's yeah, that's understandable. I mean, I've never had a pop tart, so I'm that is off so your judgment. But... That is so sad. I'm so sorry. Pop tarts, you need to sponsor this podcast so I can send all of my guests pop tarts before they come on, so that they'll they'll be fully educated. <laughs> yes, I life mission gotta gotta have that pop tart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we had week three of NCAA this week. It's starting to get crazy. We're really starting to get into it now. So we had a crazy night of Friday Night Heights. There was a lot of meets. We will start with, so there was, what was it? We had Kentucky at Georgia, which I feel like that one wasn't overly eventful. Um, 
but Georgia, Georgia's doing pretty good. Like they definitely yeah. have their Georgia scoring, but like they're doing so much better than last year and they are slaying. And honestly, I'm a Georgia stand this year. Okay. I'm going to say it. I'm a Georgia stand this year. And well, and plus uh, Jackie Moran did a beam, re- beam routine. Yeah. She's alive. So she's that's, real. that's good. Right. She's, and Nia Howard she's ate up the all around again. And um, Soraya Hawthorne. Yeah. I don't remember specialists of the week. Don't remember <laughs> the scores because I uh, wasn't watching that meet. But they were good. Specialists of the week. Yeah. Like, sorry, but Georgia's slaying this year. And I hope they continue. No five-full beam rotation yet. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then next we had Florida at Alabama, which honestly, I thought it was going to be a lot crazier. And it really wasn't that crazy at all. It was weird. Well, a lot of the teams had a bit of a weird one. Yeah. But like Like, Alabama playing with the lineups and um Makari Doggett's injury um and it's just kind of just a bit weird all around yeah I think the whole week because I was complaining about my fantasy team flopping and then everyone else was complaining about their fantasy team flopping so they were definitely I think the kind of tiredness after the adrenaline the first two weeks is starting to hit people and I think we're also getting into the time of the season where they're starting to play with lineups a little bit more the first two weeks they were sending out more of their best just to like get established but now we're seeing some more playing with lineups all around so I think that has to do with it too but if you had told me Florida versus Alabama Florida would only go 197 325 I would not have believed (laughs) oh definitely definitely it's like what they didn't get like a 198 like they didn't get a 199 yeah exactly it's like whoa actual deductions right they were like that meet the scoring was actually like pretty realistic you know yeah, like i remember in the SACC, first two yeah. scores were like nine seven and nine six and it's like whoa what is this real scores in an sec meet right but that was that was nice i enjoyed that yeah and then we also had arkansas at auburn so Auburn won that one. SUNY debuted a new floor routine and got a 9.975 on it. <laughs> so that was... And uh, Arkansas didn't count a fall on bars, right? They yeah, did not. It was... They just they, had a bit They of actually kind of slayed up until the last event, and then they flopped. Yeah, but we'll progress. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a bar situation, they had a beam situation. This- well, it's progress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we had Missouri at LSU. So I think the most important development here is that Amari Celestine is back. She's alive and her bars discount is incredible. Yes. Yeah, I... she does one of those like Stalder dismounts. So it's Stalder, Pike Half, like those Canada vibe dismounts. And she gets so much height on it and it looks so good it's yeah it's very good um and then Haley Bryant got a 10 um even though she hopped and yeah. I remember I tweeted that as soon as she landed it like won't be surprised if she gets a 10 even though she hopped and then she got a 10 and even though she hopped which is yeah. 
<laughs> interesting but you know it's NCAA like what are you gonna do yeah I I, just, I think every vault 10 this year has had a hop um because I remember I think, I think so yeah because Jade had hers Jade. with a hop and Jordan yeah. Bowers got a 10 like the first meet right with a hop or was it a nine nine seven? That was a nine nine seven five. But, oh. but still, one judge still gave her a ten for a hop, which, but yeah. Um, speaking of Jordan Bowers and um, vault, oh, Oklahoma's vault rotation on Sunday at Utah or against Utah at Oklahoma that was insane like incredible and there were amazing right there were no tens there honestly surprising which was very surprising because at some Oklahoma meets in the past that would be like a 410 vault rotation yeah yes And then what else did we have on Friday? So that was pretty much it for Friday Night Heights. Um, nothing else too eventful on Friday. We had Cal at Arizona. Cal won with 196.4, so nothing too crazy there. And then let's see. Saturday, of course, our most important meet was the Illinois Men's Gymnastics Pride Meet. Of course, where- yes. Yes, we're Connor McCool one floor. And we're going to pretend that's the only thing that happened at the meet. That was actually it. They started it, they then he did his floor routine, and then they stopped the meet, and the rest of it didn't happen, which is so crazy. So, so crazy. <laughs> oh, on Friday also, there was the Collegiate Classic in Tennessee. Ooh, and... Yes, and- it was um, Bull State got their program record, um, one ninety six something, one ninety six six five, and um, uh, Suki Fister nine on vault, nine on five on floor, love to see it, um, and uh, Victoria Henry, who's been a like fantasy weapon of mine these past couple of years, she had a great meet, so great to see. Uh, and then Fisk, who's also at that meet, um, uh, Aaliyah Reed Hammond, I believe it was, got yeah, nine two five on beam. Um, and I saw the clip of that video, and it was very nice beam routine. So yeah, but she also fully like wobbled. Oh yeah, but the, the scores at that meet were a little bit like you look at the scores and you're like, dang, these teams did insane. And then you look at the routines and you're like the judges had an insane amount to drink before this. Oh, they were, they were just having some fun. Like, they were having I, I mean, it was, it was teams that, like, the scores, like, I'm not, like, offended by that happening because it doesn't really affect the rankings that much. So, you know what? Give them their nine nines, you know? Go crazy. It's, it's Tennessee, you know? yeah listen to some country music drink some beers give some insane scores do your thing (laughs) a little bit of fun right 
Okay, and then we had UCLA on Saturday at Washington. And so Mars hit 100 routines in a row without falling in her NCAA career, which is crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, though I am like slightly worried that because of like everyone's making a big deal out that of she's her fall on the next routines, that she's going to fall next week, but like hopefully fingers crossed that right but at least she got to 100 like yeah she got to didn't 100 fall the, didn't fall on the 100th one that that would be that would be ideal yeah that would yeah, like I I would like realize I'm like at 100 and then just like come of uh, off the beam just yeah <laughs> yeah um, so Mars did that Selena Harris is the goat yes she is Selena Harris just queen slay amazing like go um, watch her routines if you didn't see that meet just watch Selena all of Selena's routines because it's truly amazing um yeah. but UCLA also had uh Caglione Steele back in the bar lineup Chloe Lashbrook back on floor and Emma Andres in exhibition on beam so yeah. it's nice to see uh, those guys come in again and um, compete again for the first yeah. time in a long time for, for all of them. That, that class really like disappeared for a while but they're resurfacing and we love to see it yes um, and then well also at that meet Amara Cunningham 9875 on floor 995 on floor she another fancy weapon of mine yeah me too we yes love to see automatic like my poor vol rotation needs her so bad oh honestly same my fantasy team is literally ucla like we we go like 49 5 on bars and beam every week we'll like absolutely hit it out of the park on floor and then vault is like don't we don't we don't talk about vault we we don't talk about vault no (laughs) um yeah UCLA did have a little bit more of a beam situation than they've been having this year yes but it wasn't they didn't count a full it was just a couple of um like wobbles and yeah and we did have Jordan Childs's epic cover-up uh side aerial to scale oh yes that was amazing cover-up from the queen queen of unconventional connections exactly the wolf kino is still like one of the craziest things i've ever seen happen ever honestly it was like i think it may have been at like 3 a.m or something my time when i was watching it and it's just like blew my mind i'm like you, you if you tried to do that like you could not do it just no but it's truly one in a million but yeah she just kept spinning kept spinning and stayed on it's yeah it's so impressive to me because I'm like what the heck just crazy but yeah only only Jordan Child do it most definitely the goat yeah yes we also had Denver compete on Saturday they were in a tri-meet with 
or a quad meet with Oregon State, Sacramento State, and Brown. Um, Oregon State won that meet with a 197.2. Denver got 196.725. And so the most important development here is that Lindsey Brown was originally in the vault lineup. She did not end up vaulting, but we know that she can do it. So she was the reason that she didn't do it is that she was just protecting you all from the massive amount of sleigh because it would have been too much and you would have all died instantly with that sleigh combined with Selena Harris and Jordan Childs all in like the same hour. So she was just protecting you and she'll vault next week. Yes. Well, they're going against Oklahoma next week. Oh, so she'll definitely vault next week. Need that, we need that sleigh to overpower us. Um, it was just so warming up this week by standing next to the vault, and then next week she'll actually vault. Next week it'll all come out, and we'll just be yeah. blown away by the the Lindsey Brown. The Lindsey Brown. Also, just a PSA: her name is spelled L Y N N, two N's, Z E E. Most importantly, two N's, because a lot of people misspell it, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm not blaming you, but. Put some respect on her name. Spell it right from now on, guys. Yes. Um, is there anything else on Saturday? I think that was everything. Yeah, I think that was about it on Saturday. Um, or was Ohio State? No, Ohio State was Sunday. Ohio State Sunday. was uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday we started off with Iowa at Ohio State, which was a great meet for both of them. 196.9 for Iowa and 197.225 for Ohio State. Guys, it's Ohio State's year. It's their year. If, if only it wasn't on uh, BTM Plus. But, um, <laughs> if only we could have watched it. If only. But I'm very excited to see um, Ohio State at Michigan this weekend because I think that's going to be a really interesting yeah, meet that's going to be a good meet this weekend alexis edwards went 9975 on floor so oh, they yeah. are slaying definitely a team on the rise mm-hmm. and then we had a crazy meet with michigan at michigan state and michigan state pulled off the upset we knew it was a possibility but it was going to take like it was going to take some work and they did it they they did um like as a michigan fan it's like obviously kind of hurts disappointing <laughs> but it's like you kind of like want to beat your rivals and stuff but i'm right. also like and i feel lo- like a lot of us michigan fans are are like also big fans of michigan state so it's kind of really exciting to see that program on the rise and doing so well and like Nikki Smith vault 995 amazing that vault rotation rotation was amazing like yeah so um Michigan I don't think this like in the long run this meet doesn't really matter but like personally I do feel not happy but kind of like it's good to see them having kind of a bad meet and just kind of making some mistakes so it kind of just instead of being like bang 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 like amazingly consistent like we saw last year um it wasn't a worrying type of bad it was more just they weren't sticking the landings and yeah like you're just going a little bit more vulnerability than normal 
but nothing that's worrying just yeah, like the little worrying. tiny imperfections that you clean up as season goes on yeah it can very easily be cleaned up next week like it's not a big concern so yeah. I think they'll still be one of the like one of the favorites to heading into postseason but that I honestly just excited to see the battle between Michigan State and Michigan and Ohio State honestly uh at Big Tens yeah Big Tens is gonna be so exciting that's gonna be it's a gonna really be awesome. good and um, we gotta we gotta get Kaylin Morgan in those lineups. She exhibition do. this I week. I want her in the lineup. Please gotta be in. <laughs> Just honestly, yeah. Like next year, no matter who comes back for COVID year, it's gonna be an interesting interesting team um, next year. So I think I yes, I will be clamoring for Kaylin Morgan to make some appearances in the bar lineup this season because she's going to be important next year um, and the rest of her career. As a certified Michigan stan, what are your thoughts regarding like the the lineups, the um, kind of the lower classmen not being included as much, not getting as much experience? What do you think about that? Because there's a lot of discourse around it right now. Yeah, and I kind of, I feel like I've unintentionally started some of this <laughs> Uh, discourse too but um, I think kind of the best lineup this season is for Michigan is going to come from if not all but like a solid majority of the upperclassmen but I do feel kind of I do feel concerned about what's going to happen next year because no matter what you're losing four routines from Natalie Wojcik and four routines from Abbey High School but if Sierra and Gabby both take COVID years, which I believe they've there's been like they've said that they're at least thinking of taking them. I think the gym um, net would threaten them at gunpoint to oh, take. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but kind of so if they come back, it does help it slightly better. But that's why it was good to see this weekend. Um Kaylin do exhibitions on vault and bars and then Ashley laying on floor and uh, Jenna Mulligan well she's not an underclassman but to see Jenna Mulligan on beam um, not a routine that I was expecting to see honestly but it was kind of it was nice to see her get some competition experience on beam um, and kind of just test out the depth that is definitely going to be needed next year. Yeah, I agree. It'll be like, I think obviously next year, like losing those routines and then the next year losing Gabby and Sierra, there will be an impact. But oh, definitely. So it's um, to be expected. And you can't, like, the gym turnout can't expect Michigan to stay at the exact same level. So well, currently they're. Um, 2025 freshman class is actually like good. I think it has the potential to be as like impactful for Michigan's program as like the yeah next, they did um, a really good job recruiting. They've done such a good job that hopefully I'm hoping to see that if Sierra or, and or Gabby don't take COVID years that they uh, one of them maybe graduates early, but 
um yeah I think that class is going to be important yeah they arrive in college like I don't think like I think there's like two classes of people there's like the people that are like Michigan has to stay at the top of the top and then there's people that are like as soon as these people leave they're falling off and they're gonna be irrelevant forever I think there will be like a down year probably as that top super impactful class leaves but there's a really great class coming in a more great class is coming in and then just the freshmen that we have now they will get experience and build up but it's just a matter of they need to start getting in those lineups yes like even if it's just exhibitions they do need some experience Mm-hmm. like I think putting them in exhibitions more getting them more experience is what will mitigate that little dip that we're expecting after those classes graduate yeah so then Sunday night we finished off with Utah at Oklahoma which we went over a little bit but there's definitely more that happened so Oklahoma killed vault just absolutely killed vault Like, if you're gonna, if you didn't watch anything this weekend, just go spend 20 minutes of your life, watch MSU's vault rotation, and then watch Oklahoma's vault rotation, because they were just beautiful sights to see. Um, Yeah, well, and honestly, Utah, too. They had, like, Jaden Rucker, 975, um, and they had... Not as good as Jenna Smith stuck her um O'Melian chick, which I oh, love that. Yes, yeah, she did. It was yeah. Um not as good as uh Oklahoma's obviously and like arguably not as good as Michigan State's, even though yeah. I think MSU scored lower than them, but it was still a great vault rotation from Utah. Yeah. Especially when that's not their star event. Yeah. Um yeah, final scores, Oklahoma did win that meet with a 197-925, Utah 197-275. The scores got a little bit interesting, um, particularly on bars. So Reagan, like, slipped on her toe on and, like, missed that and had to, like, recap or whatever. And then she also did the jankiest double layout I've ever seen in my entire life. And I have seen a lot of Alona Stanikova's double layout dismounts. And... Yeah. This one was like, even jankier, which is saying a lot. Like, like the full, the first school, Kim's a school. Kim's a school. When I see you, the oh, first flip on that dismount was fully piked. Fully, yeah. Like, what is this? What is this? And she got a nine seven, which, like. No. Like if she no. hadn't missed the toe on and everything else was perfect except the double layout, it should have been a nine seven. Yeah. And yeah, with the toe on and the double layout, it should have been what, like nine four? Like nine, nine three, five. nine four. Yeah, right. But NCA scoring. Yeah, Oklahoma gonna Oklahoma. I guess it makes up for them not throwing six tens on vault. I we can only ask for so much. So was it this me or the last one where Reagan got like a 9925 on floor despite landing short on like every pass? Um, I think that's was... that a lot of meets probably. Oh yeah, I think it was. <laughs> I think it was the one at LSU actually, but it was uh, like 
how you unless you're giving like 0.25 deduction right for landing short on each pass like how are you coming up with the score yeah this like the scoring this season is bad it's it's just always so bad and it's yeah it's like the judges are putting themselves in holes because with half the meets being egregiously overscored like deductions just completely ignored like not even looking at the code it ends up not being fair to the meets that are scored accurately because all of the scores go into the same ranking pool so it's like like I'm thinking back from the first week we had like Jordan Bowers going 9975 for like a vault with a hop and uh or maybe it didn't even have a hop I don't know but she had soft knees and then Jessica Hutchinson going 985 for a stuck Yurchenko one and a half and in a vacuum Jessica's vault had form errors not like super egregious ones but form errors that made a 985 justifiable but in the context of Jordan Bowers is 9975 not justifiable at all because they were pretty similar vaults exactly yeah I just like I can't something I don't even know what can be done at this point because like TV I don't know the TV people are like we need high scores for ratings and then judges jobs are depending on them giving those crazy scores and then if a judge is giving real scores but the other judges aren't then the judge that's giving scores that are two tenths lower is the one that's going to be investigated so yeah definitely a problem and I don't know how to fix it but it annoys me to no end (laughs) definitely but anyways um changing the subject something more fun so speaking of Utah they're going on a trip this summer to South Korea and they're going to do an exhibition competition with Korean gymnasts which is super cool um they might be doing some recruiting there with Korean gymnasts possibly it sounds awesome like it'd be great to kind of expand NCAA into kind of um into Asia as well yeah and then it's cool for Tom Farden because he was born there so that's a little fun for him but yeah that's something that's really cool so I hope and I'm sure more teams will um follow suit with international opportunities after seeing this because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of NIL type of opportunities with that. And it's just cool to see the sport expanding like that. And especially as an international fan, if any teams out there, if you want to, if you want to come to London, I will come and watch you. So Michigan, um, Beth Pocky, if you're hearing this, Bev, please. <laughs> um, yeah just Bev like come to London and please use your underclassmen when they're healthy please (laughs) and then um funny epic tv moment of the week uh was ESPN's segment called life after Kaya as if she died I saw that and what was that like she's not dead she's still alive she just has no Achilles it was yeah um like I I understand what they were going for with that just there's like a lot of better ways of 
like freezing the idea of not having Chiron lineups for the rest of the year. Yes, there were a lot more normal ways to do that, but I do think this was the funniest possible way. So I applaud them. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Like, good job, ESPN, for giving us for giving us some humor, but like maybe <laughs> maybe phrase it a little bit. Like Kaya was time. there. She was at the meet. Just. Yeah, she's she's there. Like she's there. If you're filming her, she's not dead. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, so definitely, definitely interesting. Yeah. Let's. So I like to ask this now. Started this last week, but if you could pick for the entire NCAA, who your gymnast of the week, freshman of the week, and specialist of the week would be. You can only choose one for each, unlike the Big Ten, who chose three this week for Gymnast of the Week. You can't do that. But I mean, like the combination of Adlan Kenlin, um, Hannah Joyner, and Nikki Smith, I believe it was. That is incredibly slow. Yes. Amazing combo, but like Gymnast of the Week is a singular noun for a reason. Yeah. Um, but hmm, that's, that's interesting. I think Gymnast of the Week, I'm gonna say Haley because even though she she had like an amazing meet across all four uh events even and even though she did get a 10 for on vote for a hop uh specialist I'm gonna say Amara Cunningham because she 9875 on vault 995 on floor amazing great like reliable for both Washington as a team and for my fantasy team yes she's um, always carrying always. my floor scores I know I can count on her love you Amara so 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 reliable um and then freshman I think Selena Harris is the obvious choice but I think I might go a little bit unconventional again and say uh Natalia Powak from Pip. She scored a 9925 on bars at the NC State Pit and George Washington try meet on Saturday. And she scored a 9925 great routine. And yeah, I, as well as being a Michigan fan, I'm also like quite a big Pit fan. Um, so, and Pit ha- has their struggles on bars, but it's, um, so it's great to see her doing so well and can't wait to see her add in more events uh, as her career goes. Yeah, I, I like that you gave a little unconventional answer because, I mean, we already gave Selena the Slay Go of the Week award. So I like to hear about the team, the smaller team wins. Um especially just like an up and coming team where she's really picking them up on an event that they're weak on. Yes. So Selena Harris is like the amazing goat slay of queen the world. And, well, and the world, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's pretty much all we have for this week's review. Um, I will be back on the podcast on Thursday to go over next week's meets. And so what I've been thinking is some weeks I probably will have to combine them, both the review of the previous week and the preview of the next week into one podcast like I did last week. But some weeks I'll be able to do two. And since the previews are typically pretty short, I was thinking that I could do like 
um, every week just post like, like pin this to the top of the podcast account um, where you can ask questions or suggest like topics to discuss. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be questions, but just kind of like discussions you want to have. Um, like some things I was thinking just like randomly to talk about um, was just like the discussion about conditioning, what's an appropriate amount of practice of strengthening, stuff like that. Um, if like, do I think team awards or individual awards are more important? Like, what do you think gymnasts prefer and like in what circumstances? Just like fun little stuff to talk about like that or any questions you have about teams, routines, um, deductions, just whatever to fill some time. And yeah, so I think I might do that. So let me know. We'll try it this week and next week and we'll see how that goes. And then... I obviously, I have to ask you the final question. If you could unretire one gymnast, who would you pick? In elite or NCAA? any gymnast ever, any. ever, Ooh. except you can't pick your favorite of all time. Okay. Um, hmm. Hmm, that is. That is that's a difficult question. Um, can you like unretire someone from elite who's currently in NCAA? Yeah, like, uh, uh, that's an option. Um, I think I might say, uh, hmm, I might say Anna Padareri then for UCLA because I think she, when healthy, of course, I think she her bars and beam could be um a real asset to Canada especially after they won um bronze at Worlds so I think having like Anna's bars and beam could make already a great team even um even stronger yeah I, I like that answer because I feel like her elite career just like it didn't end satisfyingly yeah just kind of not even getting to um compete in like the trials and stuff was just considering all she's done for the Canada program was just it wasn't satisfying so Hannah if you're hearing this um retire just yeah (laughs) all right thank you everybody for listening um just a special thank you because I never would have thought I would be able to make money off of this podcast. I think that's kind of crazy. Um, Five years ago, I made a random Tumblr account because nobody wanted to listen to me talk about gymnastics in real life. So I was like, oh, I'll talk about it to the void. And now I'm talking about it to thousands of people. So that's pretty cool. Um, Make sure to download, subscribe, follow, um, rate five stars, stream sneakers, and help me make $38 so that we can get Jordan, Bowers, say trans rights. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next time.